I think you've landed here because you want to start a mobile boutique. Awesome. You're in the right place. I'm Emily Benson, and I was the owner of the fashion truck. And on this episode, I'm going to teach you how much it really costs to run and start and just, can I make money with a mobile boutique? And I'm going to answer the question, can you really make money with a mobile boutique? Welcome to the Booster Boutique Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant turned boutique owner turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. If we haven't met yet, hi, I'm Emily Benson. I am a consultant for boutiques. Generally, I work with boutiques that make less than $5 million revenue a year, which if you're here, you're brand new. You're like, Emily, I just, this is an idea. (laughs) Or maybe you have a boutique and you want to add a mobile boutique as an extension of your marketing or just to get you out and about. I think that's a great idea. So in this video, I'm going to walk you through a few things. First, I'm going to walk you through how much this is going to cost to get you started and like, what are the different options? Next, I'm going to talk to you about what are those ongoing costs? Like everyone used to say to me, oh, it doesn't cost anything to do this. Like, yeah, it does. And then lastly, I want to talk a little bit like how to make money actually, because you can make money in a mobile boutique business. I did six figures in my first year and pretty much every year, I guess. Um, And I loved it. It was 102 square feet. We're going to put some pictures here on the screen, but having a mobile boutique was really fun for me. I loved all four years that I did it. And I want more people to start the business. And I want you to start a mobile boutique if it's something you're excited about. So let's talk. Before we get into it, actually, I'm going to tell you, I'm referencing my book called The Ultimate Boutique Handbook. It's available on Amazon. And I'll put the link here. This is the number one book for starting a boutique like in the world. We have over 350 ratings on Amazon and I go through in detail. This is the chart I'm going to reference in this video. It's on page 50. So if you have the book, follow along. (laughs) Okay, so the obvious first thing is you need a truck, a trailer, a whatever, an RV, a bus. Like before you even get into buying that vehicle, you really want to think about what you want to do with your boutique business. Like where are you going to bring it? The bigger the vehicle, the less spaces you're going to be able to do, okay? That's just, that's it. You've got to fit where you want to go. I always said if I started a mobile boutique again, I would do it in a mail truck, like a little small retired mail truck. I'd sell jewelry. I'd sell flowers. I'd sell just like fun self-care things. That's a viable option, right? A mail truck. So a mail truck is kind of like a cousin of a step van. A step van is a UPS, FedEx. We see them all the time truck. Now we're seeing more vans as Amazon rolls out like more vans, but the big trucks, those are step vans. That's what we see food trucks built in. That was what my mobile boutique was in. And I loved it. Honestly, it had great ceiling height. I'm six foot one. So I wanted to make sure that it was at least six foot three and you can get that in a step van. Now there's another variation on a fan. Those are generally cargo vans. Those have a separate cab with an additional area in the back. And those can be tall too. But here's what I'll tell you about those is that once you're in the back, you're stuck there. I liked the idea of like having almost a back room in my front seat. Sounds weird, I know, but I actually would keep back stock while I was at events in the front seat. And that like really helps me carry more things. And it just kept me more organized. Every time I saw someone that had a separate uh, cargo area to the front, I just, ugh, it just felt trickier to me. The other thing people will get is a trailer 
or an RV. Again, the big difference between all of this is, do you need a truck to move it or can it move itself, right? So I didn't have a vehicle moving back from New York City and starting my mobile boutique. So for me, it was a no-brainer to get a step van because it's like all in one. I didn't have to worry about it. Now, the downside to that is that every repair, every mechanical issue became a business issue because I couldn't just swap out a different truck or a different vehicle to tow it. So if you think that that's going to be a problem for you, or if you can't find a step van that's like in good shape, I would think about doing a trailer. Okay. Now the other things that kind of move, like I said, are cargo vans, RVs, bigger Mercedes vans, like delivery vans. I've seen them in all of those. You know, I think the big thing is, are you using this for people to come in and out of, or is this more like a vehicle to transport to shows and pop-ups? That's another thing you want to think about. Now, if you go the route of a trailer, again, you still have to think about how big it is. You still have to think about the interior height. And this is a spot where you would want to think about adding some sort of back room or back stock area as you start to build it out. Now, depending on what you choose, it's going to depend on how much that costs. So step vans that are in good shape, depending on when you're buying them. So when I bought my step van, the first one I bought was around $16,000. I think the second one I bought was also around $18,000. Both were under $20,000. I bought them from dealers in the Midwest and New Jersey, and they got one got delivered to me. And one I actually went and picked up and drove all the way home, which was terrifying. Um... <laughs> If you go the route of like a trailer or something like that, you're definitely going to pay less. You could do under 10,000, maybe under 5,000. You know, look on Facebook Marketplace, look on dealer websites. You're going to have to search for the right thing in the right place at the right you know, price for you. Um, but a trailer is going to be less money. That said, I didn't have a truck to, to tow it. So if you have a truck or you have an SUV that can tow your trailer, great. You're in great shape. You'll be fine. And in that truck or trailer, you could carry some backstock, depending on sort of what the situation is. But with a trailer, you'll pull up to an event, drop the trailer, and your truck will go somewhere else. Whereas with a step van or an RV, you're going to just drive it in, park, open the doors, start selling. So we have the initial setup cost of just buying the vehicle. That's definitely going to be the biggest cost besides inventory, really, that you're spending money on. The other things you might spend money are obviously the renovation, and that can be a sliding scale. I've heard people say they spent $60,000 building out trucks. I built mine out for about five, dollars $7,000. Now, we did a lot of the work ourselves. It was a Home Depot job, and like it still looks really good. I was more interested in making sure the exterior got wrapped really well. So any sort of exterior paint or wrap, that's going to run uh, anywhere from like $900 I spent at the very, very least. But that was for just like decals, really easy decals. On my second truck, I spent around $2,600. And that was like a half wrap kind of situation. I'll put some pictures up. Um, it was more of a half wrap. And then there were individual decals. If you wanted it painted, I found that some of the quotes on that were cheaper, but honestly, wrapping it, like I could have done probably a full wrap on a 30-foot step van. I want to say for around $4,000. Now, you're probably sitting there being like, that's so expensive. But remember, the outside is your marketing. That is your front door. That is your brick-and-mortar lease. I mean, that has to replace so much marketing. Because remember, not only are you marketing at the event, you're marketing in your driveway, you're marketing on the highway, on everywhere you go. And so spending money on the exterior is almost 
Honestly, I would say it's probably more important than the interior. On the interior, you want it to be nice, but you could still go basic and use wood and trims and things that you found, again, at Home Depot or at Lowe's that, you know, aren't going to break the bank. Honestly, the biggest thing you need to do is paint it a great color inside because I have, believe it or not, seen a truck that was painted totally black inside. Now, it was a cool like streetwear sneaker truck. And so I get it. But it did make it a little bit black holy. So like maybe even just white would have been nicer for them with some cool graphics or other paintings. But remember, people are stepping into a closed vehicle. I like to joke that that's something when we were growing up, we were told not to do. Like, don't go in, you know, don't go in the back of a sketchy van. Like now we're opening a business in a van. (laughs) So we have to make people feel welcome. Really, most of the other costs as you start a mobile boutique are going to be related to getting DOT certification, uh, getting registered at your local registry. Now, the good thing is generally, especially if you have a step van, the value of the step van, so what you pay your registration taxes on, tends to be less than what you paid for it. Now, don't quote me on that. Don't go to your like Department of Vehicles and say, well, I'm only sad that this and that. What I know is that for the two step vans that I registered in Massachusetts, while I spent $16,000, $18,000 on them, the registration was the value of that actual van was like $3,000. It's really not valued that much on the books. It's valued a lot in a marketplace because like people desire it. So my registration costs were actually much lower than like my SUV that sits outside this house. Lastly, you might have some little fees incurred around like getting your point of sale system set up, which I have a video on that. So click here about how to choose a good POS system for your store. The other big thing that you want to think about is insurance. Okay. You're going to need commercial liability insurance that will cover when people are in your truck walking around it will cover any injuries that happen. Um, You also need auto insurance because if you crash your truck, like I did, uh, you're going to need that insurance to pay for buying your second truck, like I did. So make sure you have both kinds of insurance. So technically, one is business insurance. The other is auto insurance, okay? From my experience, auto insurance is it's going to vary depending on where you live, where you're going to park that truck. If you're in a city, it's going to cost more. I believe I paid around $2,000 a year for my auto insurance. And then for my commercial liability insurance, I paid around $800 a year. So it's really not that much to have things covered. Now, where you will pay more is if you decide to cover the contents of your vehicle, meaning that the clothes inside your store, the gifts, the accessories, I never paid for that to be covered. It was really expensive when I got the quote. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I figured the value of what's inside, knowing the wholesale price, knowing that I had a hundred square feet and like maybe at any given time I had like $3,000 of inventory on hand. I didn't want to pay what it was going to cost to cover that. So in my world, like I didn't want to cover that. But if you're in a place where you think you might get broken into or you're not storing it in a safe place, you may want to get it covered and get other quotes when you do your commercial liability insurance, the non-auto insurance, get some quotes on what it would cost to cover the interior of the truck with, you know, all your contents in it. Okay, let's talk ongoing costs, okay? Because again, People seem to think that it doesn't cost money to like buy a truck and sell clothes out of it. And it does. That's that's not real. So ongoing costs. And again, I will be referencing page 53 of my book, which has an entire list of 
what you need for your mobile boutique. So one of the biggest costs, honestly, is going to be vehicle repairs and event fees. Instead of paying rent, you're now paying event fees. So to go to any big market or farmer's market or park at, you know, local events, it could cost you anywhere from $25 event all the way up to like $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 an event. Again, it's going to depend on where you are, how much space you take up, um, what the traffic is like at this event. So every single event you are going to want to think about how much inventory do I need? How much staff? Like, is it just going to be me there? I've had people say, I want to do a whole week long state fair. And I'm like, oh, I could never do that. I'm a like one shot. I want to go out for like four or five hours and then I want to come home. It is a lot for you physically in a mobile boutique. I just want you to know that you're on the road. Like you don't have a cushy bathroom sitting, you know, in your brick and mortar store, you're on the road. So you're like looking for bathrooms, looking for drinks, looking for food. Obviously you can like bring a cooler and whatever, but the ongoing costs of doing these events, you have to figure out if it's worth it. And sometimes you're not going to know. That's the thing. You're going to sign up for events and you're going to say, I hope this goes well. Someone told me this was a great event. Oh, I, you know, the, the people who are running this event are really cool. And it could be a flop, like, t- like no one comes. Okay. So when we're talking about event fees, really, in my mind, the best advice I can give you is try to think about how much money could I potentially make? And how much money am I willing to lose on this event to try it out? Because you could spend a whole day, spend $600 and make like $30. And that could happen. So just know that in advance, but hopefully you're able to find events and local things that you can go to that cost like $100, $200. That to me is totally fine, especially when you have a good size mobile boutique that you know you could turn through some inventory in. Other than that, most of your ongoing costs are going to be gas, supplies for the store, vehicle repairs, which let me take a minute and just say, depending on the vehicle you get, like I had a step van. One year, my brake line went out. It was a $6,000 repair, but I needed brakes. So I needed to get it fixed. Now, luckily I was doing great. And the reason the brakes had worn down was because I was like using the truck a lot. So I learned also how to drive it differently. So I didn't screw up the brakes all the time. Driving a big truck can be very difficult, especially when you've never done it. Even an oil change or just like a basic like oil change alignment, something like that, that can cost up to $225, $300 because you are going to people who work on trucks. Like you can't just go to Jiffy Lube and get the oil change. You have to find someone in your area who does truck and like larger vehicle repairs and who understands how to work with your engine and has the right, you know, tools to work on your vehicle. Now, if you have a trailer or something that like you don't need um, to worry about the engine, then that's where, you know, honestly, you might not have that many costs. You might have to have the trailer replaced, maybe some spare tires. It is less of an ongoing cost to have a trailer. Okay. So if you're looking to really like dive into starting a mobile boutique or a fashion truck, I want to recommend my book, The Ultimate Boutique Handbook. It's available on Amazon. And it is the only book that I know of that teaches you how to open a mobile boutique because I did it and I did it for a long time. So I would love to invite you to click the link, grab the book. Um, We also have a matching coordinating workbook. Now this goes through every chapter of the book and it gives you details and outlines and it gives you places to record your own costs, answer questions. This is the companion to this book. They're both available on Amazon. And I think together they're both under $50. 
Okay, so let's talk about how you're actually going to make money <laughs> because we just talked about how you're going to spend all this money. So let's quickly go through how you're going to make money in your mobile boutique. And I should probably do an entirely other video about this, but let's just dive into it quickly because I know you're new and you're thinking, okay, you just told me all the costs. Now, Emily, tell me, you know, how am I going to make money? So first and foremost, when I talk about event fees, like the goal is to make money with events. So whether an event is a state fair, a craft fair, a farmer's market, uh, an event would also be something where you teamed up with a local business and parked outside. Maybe that's free. At a good event, though, I would expect to make between $1,000 and $5,000, depending on, you know, again, what I'm selling, who I'm selling it to. But let me give you an example. I did an event every single Sunday in the city of Boston. I would do, it was 10 to 4 every Sunday. There were lots of other vendors. There was food trucks. It was a whole open market. At that event, I would do on my lowest days. I mean, I had some really bad days where it was just raining or whatever. I'd maybe do like $800. On my best days, though, I would say my average was around $2,500. And I paid $225 to go to it. So $225 to make around $2,500 was worth it for me. And also, I would have really good days where I'd do four or $5,000. And then it was totally worth it. So I would say for a season average, I did about 26 Sundays. So for 26 Sundays, I just calculated that I spent $58.50 to attend that market. So $5,850. Let's say I went 26 weeks and I did an average of $2,500 a week, which is pretty fair. Now, again, it could go up and down a little bit around this, but that's $65,000 of income. Now, I would take that bet, spend $5,000, $6,000 and make $65,000 like I'm there. I don't know exactly if I made that much, but I would say there were probably years I made more than that and probably some years where I made a little bit less than that. I did that market for four or five years and it was always really great for me, um, but I was super consistent and it gave me a spot to go every Sunday. The other thing that most people don't think about, and again, so I always have these people that would ask me, so do you just like, are you like an ice cream truck? You just pull up and, you know, park and sell things. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, I like to have a plan. I don't just pull up randomly. I like to advertise. But for me, the biggest thing was pulling up and parking at a fashionable woman's house. Okay. Private parties were such a big part of my business. I think one year I did something like 200. Well, one year I did like 200 events. And I want to say like 60 of those were private parties at women's houses who found me at these public events, or they would find me online. They say, will you come to my house? And like, that seems so weird after COVID now, but like, I would probably still do it. Most women that reached out, like it was fine. I knew them or I knew them for a friend. I'd look them up on Facebook. If I didn't know them, private parties were great. First of all, they're free. You don't pay for them. I never like serve drinks or food or alcohol. My whole thing was like, you host the party, I'll pull up and I'll do a great job entertaining your friends. They can come in and out and I'll give you a discount for being the host. Private parties, I would say at a minimum, like absolute minimum, I think was like $600 I would make. I definitely also had private parties where I made three to $4,000 in a couple of hours. So actually, I love private parties because it was always a benefit to me. It was never a situation where, A, I was putting any money out except for my own time and gas, right? But I would spend Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights at these cool women's houses with these other cool women. And we would all shop together and they would be drinking and I wouldn't because I'd have to drive home. But it always ended up to be a really good, fun time, even if I wasn't like, oh, I made all this money, you know? And honestly, making $600 and making connections 
connections and maybe booking another party off that was always in the back of my mind. So the thing about having a truck is it really is a Tupperware party. It really is like an in-home party, except you never go in someone's home. You're always in your own truck. I would go in and go to the bathroom. I would go in and say hi. But again, I was very professional. I would stay out of the house. I wouldn't drink. I would like, I'm like, no, I'm good. I have my own stuff. And I think that's how you have to be when you have a mobile boutique. So this is a lot of information. Hopefully it was really helpful for you. Like I said, if you need this in a more compact form, I have it all in my book Um, and actually probably more in depth than I can even cover here because books are better than video. But thank you so much for joining me. I really hope this helps. Please leave a comment below, like, subscribe to my channel. I'm going to come out with more videos about mobile boutiques. So I would love any questions you have or videos you want me to cover. Pop that down in the comments below. Let me know what you need help on so I can create more content for you. I'm so excited that you joined me. See you on the next one.